0: What's up, everybody? This is Jay Short, a.k.a. Head Hancho and I am back with episode 12 of the Head Hancho Sports Podcast. This week, we're going to be touching on a lot of things, a lot of um, NBA and NFL games. We're going to start off with my Chicago Bears and our embarrassing win against the Detroit Lions. I'll get into that. We're going to touch on the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game against the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to touch on the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns game. Then we're going to transition to the nba we're going to talk about golden state and steph curry we're going to talk about milwaukee the milwaukee bucks they they're on a seven game winning streak and we're going to talk about the los angeles lakers going up against the detroit pistons after the um the isaiah stewart and lebron's altercation last week so um yeah let's start off with my bears <clears throat> this is this is um real interesting to talk about because Thanksgiving Day we played the Detroit Lions the winless Detroit Lions and we won the game we won the game what, can, what else can I say um, it's just the way we won the game and I called it an embarrassing win because we won the game 16-14 against a winless team Cairo Santos kicked the game winning field goal and it came down to the wire against a winless Detroit Lions team that's the definition of the Chicago Bears this season going down to the wire against a winless Detroit Lions team and that's not okay at all we've had our struggles this season and they need to make changes in the front office they need to make changes they need to make coaching changes obviously with matt nagy he needs to be out of there but like i said we won the game a win is a win i'll take it ultimately i'm going to be a bears fan forever and like i said a win is a win i'll take it andy dalton he played an okay game for his standards 24 for 39 317 yards one touchdown one interception He just, like I said, he he played an okay game for Andy Dalton. For his own standards and for everyone looking at him. He played he played an okay game. Mind you, Justin Fields played better against the Detroit Lions earlier in the season. We won that game as well. But he played an okay game, like I said. David Montgomery, 17 carries for 46 yards. I feel as if we should have ran the ball more just because it's a winless Detroit Lions team. They're almost last in run run defense. So it would have been nice for David Montgomery to have a great game, an uh, 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 exponential game, just because, like I said, the Lions are terrible. So terrible. And how can we not run the ball in that defense? So I just wanted us to... Bring it all together, basically. Just because Dave Montgomery, he's not a bad running back. He's one of the better running backs in the NFL. And it would have been nice for him, like I said, to to have a great game. Darnell Mooney, five receptions for 123 yards. Cole Komet, eight receptions for 65 yards. Darnell Mooney, he's had a lot of drops. And they've that's becoming a, a, an ongoing issue for, for him. He had back-to-back 100-yard receiving games. But, like I said, the drops are really a problem. They're starting to become a problem. He's our—he's basically our only deep threat that we have on the team. There is no one like him on our team. He's quick, he's fast, and he can get down the field. So, he needs to just work on those drops and get better at what he's, what he's good at doing and just perfect that. Cole Komet... That guy, I love him just because he's so consistent and he's he, he does what he's told. And that's all you can really ask of him. He's a, he's a, he's a guy that's not going to hang his head. He's not going to take every loss to heart. He's going to build on every single loss. And He's going to work on things that he needs to work on. And that's all you can really ask for a guy, like I said. Roquan Smith went down with a hamstring injury in that game. Um, hopefully, it's not really too serious because he's our defensive leader. He is our best defensive player when he's on the field right now. Um, because Khalil Mack is out, so he is our best defensive player. So hopefully, that's and that injury isn't serious. But the Bears are just we're we're in the dog days now. You know we're we're just hanging on. We're in week. 12, we're just we're trying to trying to just finish the season and all the Bears fans can't wait to see what happens this offseason just because of the narratives and the articles and all the media around this Matt Nagy situation. And we have the Arizona Cardinals next week, which is probably gonna be another tough game to win for us. Obviously, I want us to win, but if we're being realistic we probably won't come out with the win, but I, I just hope it's a competitive game. Um, and yeah, the the Bears are just, there needs to be a lot of changes in that, especially in the locker room, as far as guys believing in the system and believing in coaching, because Matt Nagy lost the locker room a long time ago, for sure. It's It's, it's not even a question guys aren't buying into his system offensively guys aren't really respecting him they respect him as a person but as a coach they really don't respect him so it's going to be really interesting come this offseason next we're going to be talking about the tampa bay buccaneers and the indianapolis coach tampa bay won that game in the last two minutes tom brady had a game um game winning drive 38 31 tom brady threw four 20 20 26 yards 25 for 34 one touchdown one interception. Leonard Fournette had a monster game, four touchdowns, 17 carries for 100 yards, three touchdowns on the ground and seven receptions for 31 yards and one touchdown, one passing touchdown. Um, Rob Gronkowski, seven receptions for 123 yards. He had a great game on the other side for the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz, 27 for 44, 306 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Johnson Taylor, he's been having a great season, almost an MVP season. He had 16 carries for 83 yards and one touchdown. Jack Doyle, he had 60 steps for 81 yards and one touchdown. Um, Tampa Bay, they're a great football team. They're, defending, they're the defending champs. You have to respect them every, anytime you play them. So, um, Obviously, they, they don't look as good as last year around playoff time because last year, if you remember, they got off to a slow start. Tom Brady wasn't really playing that well, but now they look a little bit better than they did last year, but it's still not coming together for them. And I believe they're gonna they're gonna pick it up and they're gonna they're gonna make those those small little corrections once they get into the nitty gritty of the season. And that's you know week 16, week 17, and going into the playoffs. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna tidy up every every mistake and every every problem that they have offensively and defensively. The Baltimore Ravens. In the Cleveland Browns game last night Baltimore won that game 16-10 to 10. Lamar Jackson He had an okay game Besides the the interceptions He had an okay game um, He threw for 165 yards 20 for 32 One touchdown But he threw four interceptions A career high for him Obviously he's never He threw three interceptions in the second quarter He's never thrown that many interceptions In the second quarter Let alone in the game um, He also had 17 carries for 68 yards Devontae Freeman, 16, carries for 52 yards. Mark Andrews, he had a monster one one handed catch. He fought through a pass interference call and still caught the ball one arm with one hand. That was one of the craziest, craziest catches of the year. It might be the catch of the year. It's it's honestly it honestly can be a candidate. Four receptions for 65 yards and one touchdown for him. And Marquise Brown added eight receptions for 51 yards. I just want to touch on Patrick Queen for the Baltimore Ravens. Patrick Crean is going to be one of the best linebackers in years to come just because of his tenacity on the defensive end and his IQ. He had eight tackles in that game, two tackles for loss, and his impact on the field. It might not show on the stat sheet, but his voice, his leadership, and like I said, his tenacity. He's just, he flies around. He's always, he's always leery of what's going on, making adjustments, making making audibles on the defensive side of the ball. I like, I like watching him. And like I said, he's gonna be one of the best def- one of the best defensive players. Maybe maybe four to five years, he's gonna be the best linebackers in one of the best linebackers in the NFL soon, very soon. Um, for the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield 18 for 37, 247 yards, one touchdown. Nick Chubb didn't really have a great game, eight carries for 16 yards. Jarvis Landry six receptions for 111 yards. Cleveland, they have to they have to um, tidy up some things as well, just because of. They they lost Odell. He was he wasn't really a big part of their offense, but they can use him now. And they traded him away. Their defense they have a good defense. Miles Garrett, Davian Clowney, those guys those guys are great. Um, but they just need to find their identity right now. They lost their identity because of all the speculation around Odell and Baker Mayfield's fighting through an injury right now. So they just need to find their identity, slow down, relax, and just play Cleveland Brown football. And that starts with running the ball. You know, they have a great running back in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So they need to get back on track with that. Transitioning to the NBA. Golden State Warriors Los Angeles Clippers last night. Golden State won that game 105-90. to 90. Jordan Poole, 17 points for Golden State. Steph Curry, 33 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. For LA, for the LA Clippers, Paul George had 30 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Eric Bledsoe had a double-double with 13 points and 10 rebounds. Um getting to the Warriors. It's it's looking scary for the league. Because Golden State doesn't even have Clay back yet. They don't have James Wiseman back. Draymond has been playing extremely well, leading that team and being the voice, obviously. He's been the voice for the for the Golden State Warriors for the longest now. And his leadership has been taken to another level on this this run they've had this season. They're 18-2. and Steph is playing lights out. He's making his case to be the best player in the league. I believe he's not the best player in the league just because Kevin Kevin Durant is the best player in the league, hands down. It's not even close. But some nights he makes his case to be the best player in the league. And he's honestly the second best player. He's the most exciting player for sure. He's the second best player in the league behind KD... Every night, Steph is going to have a great game. It's, it's it's coming to that point. Teams are literally hoping that he has an off night because if he doesn't have an off night, there's literally nothing you can do. Like, literally nothing you can do. Just because of the way Golden State plays. Their offense, they move the ball. The ball never sticks. They shoot great shots. Steph has the green light whenever he's on the floor. Andrew Wiggins plays off of Steph. And Draymond Green gets everyone involved. He almost plays that point point forward role for the Golden State Warriors, so it's it's going to be interesting to see when Clay comes back. Because when Clay comes back, it's not going to be that much of an adjustment for anyone on that team. They've been playing one way for the longest since 2015-16 when they won the championship. They've been playing that way since then, and when Clay comes back, he's just going to fit right in again. Like he like Clay has always done. He's gonna fit right in. He's gonna do clay things. It might take him a minute to get going and get in the rhythm of the season, coming off the ACL and the Achilles injury. But once he gets going, once he gets a rhythm in this in in the games in the season, it's gonna be tough to stop the Golden State Warriors. Draymond, he's playing like I, I believe he's playing the best basketball he's played in, in in the last few years. He understands what's at stake this season. He understands, he, he hears the noise. He hears the Golden State's not going to be anything. They're just, they're just, you know, waiting on Clay to come back. They're not really going to be a threat this season, blah, blah, blah. But he understands that if they win the championship, if they're a contender, they are serious and they can win the championship because of himself, Clay, and Steph, and all of those guys around. Jordan Poole has emerged as, as honestly, he can be there, their fourth best player maybe on that team. He definitely can. He's emerged. Steve Kerr has given him kind of the green light. He he can average maybe 13 points a game, 13 or 14 points a game for the Golden State Warriors coming off the bench. And they have Gary Payton Jr. coming up. Um, excuse me, Gary Payton II coming off the bench. They are a tough team. James Wiseman, he's gonna fit right in as well. They're a tough team. And it's gonna be interesting when they when they see, when they meet the Lakers in the Western Conference Championship. Just because of, like I said, the way they play, and can the Lakers even run with them? Because Gold State is such an up and down team. Steph doesn't stop moving, Clay doesn't stop moving, Draymond Green pushes the pace. So can the Lakers being a veteran team, being an older team, can they really hang with the Golden State Warriors? And that's gonna be interesting to see. Um Next one, we'll be talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. I said earlier they're on a seven-game winning streak. They won against the Indiana Pacers last night, 118 and 100. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 26 points, 13 rebounds. Drew Holiday added 23.7 rebounds. They just signed DeMarcus Cousins to a one-year deal. They needed size because Brooke Lopez is still out. So they were looking for that, that big, that can fill in, fill in that void for the time being because Brook Lopez is out. They took pride in being a big team. Giannis, seven foot, 6'11", whatever you want to call it. Brooke Lopez, one. Bobby Porter, 6'10", 6'11". DeMarcus Cousins coming in, he's 6'10". They prided themselves on, on being a big team. And signed, signing Boogie Cousins, it's just they've taken that to another level. With him on the floor, he gave the Clippers good minutes in the playoffs last season. And I believe he can be a great player in this league. DeMarcus Cousins is still capable of putting up 15 points a game and 10 rebounds a game. He's definitely capable of doing that. And we saw it last year. He just needs the opportunity. And I believe he he has the opportunity now to showcase those skills and what he needs to do. Because he can play well off Giannis. Giannis, now, during the regular season, he has the ball in his hands more, obviously, because in the playoffs, everything tightens up. So... Now, with Giannis having the ball in his hands, he can play off Giannis. He can maybe take some of the pressure off of Giannis in the paint as far as rebounding and scoring in the paint. Because Bobby Portis, he's more of a perimeter guy just because of the new NBA style that he wants to space the floor and what, what Milwaukee wants to do. He's more, more of a perimeter guy now. DeMarcus Cousins can make threes, and he's proven that. But I believe he's going to take, take on that role of putbacks, dunks, rebounds, blocking shots, stuff like that. So that's going to be interesting to see. They're going to be, I said earlier in early episodes, when Milwaukee gets going, it's going to be tough to stop them. And they won seven in a row right now and they're hitting their stride right now. They're going to keep putting games together, they're going to keep winning and you're going to see the defending champs just just how they were last season. It's going to be tough to beat them every single night. So, like I said, when Boogie Cousins gets there when he's when he's making an impact it's definitely going to be tough to stop him just because he's another scoring threat he can put up like I said 15 points and 10 rebounds a game he's another scoring threat they have to teams have to worry about that so that's going to be interesting to see moving on to the Los Angeles Lakers and the Detroit Pistons Los Angeles won that game 110 to 106 Um, LeBron had 33 points 5 rebounds 10 assists Anthony Davis had 24 points, 10 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. Tegelhorn Tucker added 12 points and 8 rebounds. L.A. is... they're, they're, They're in a rough patch right now. Because... Once LeBron's in the game, he controls offensive sets, he controls the pace of the game, He's a dictator. Anthony Davis. He's still not playing at an Anthony Davis level. If that makes sense. Just because he's one of the best talents in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA. But him not being a force offensively is hindering the Lakers. Because when you have a guy like LeBron, a facilitator in, in at this point in his career year 19 lebron is more more of of a facilitating all-around player obviously he can still score as you can see he had 33 points last night but he wants to facilitate he wants to dump the ball to anthony davis and let anthony davis work out basically russell westbrook wants to do the same thing all russell westbrook wants to do is push the pace get up and down the floor and make plays for other guys anthony davis he needs to take on that role and take on the next step of being the best player on the Lakers. On the Lakers team. He is the best player on the best player on the Lakers team. If we're being completely honest, LeBron, in year 19, he's not the best player anymore. Anthony Davis, he has all the tools to become the best player in the NBA. But there's something holding him back. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's maybe it's lingering injuries. I don't know. But he needs to make the Lakers a top team in the NBA, and I believe he can do that. But right now, the Lakers are 11-11. and 11. They need to start putting games together. They need to start playing games from start to finish and executing from start to finish on the defensive side and the offensive side of the ball. Just because if they are in that play-in game, like last year, if they're in that play-in game, it's going to be tough because these Western Conference teams, there aren't, there aren't any slouches. Everyone is capable of losing, for sure. And if you face a team like the Blazers or Sacramento or Denver, it's gonna be tough to beat those teams and play in game. Um, or Memphis. They were in a play-in game last year. It's gonna be tough to beat Memphis. John Morant, he's tough. And speaking of John Morant, he suffered a left knee a left knee sprain and it really, it really isn't a timetable on his return. That's gonna be tough for Memphis. And Michael Porter Jr he will undergo surgery on his back and he would miss significant time. There hasn't been a timetable on his return yet, but those two teams, those Denver's missing Jokic right now and um, Murray and Michael Porter Jr. now. So Denver is, is in a tough spot right now. They're starting a seven-game um, road trip tonight, but it's tough for Denver right now. They just got to get out of this slump and John Morant, um, hopefully Memphis, can, can stay in it. With Diamond Ran Out, with, with I, I believe he's going to miss a significant amount of time just because a left knee sprain is, is no joke. So with that being said, this is the end of Head Huncho Sports Podcast, Episode 12. You guys go check out my YouTube channel. It's the same as this, at Head Huncho Sports Podcast. Like on those videos, comment on those videos, subscribe to the channel. And check out my Head Huncho Sports Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. That Twitter is at Head Honcho Spore2. And Instagram is at Khancho SportsPod. I will see you guys in episode 13.